Good morning, friends. You've tuned into Faith Communications of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. We're delighted that you joined us today. Our hope is that today's message will help you to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we listen to today's message, keep in mind that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now let's go right into today's broadcast. Thank you, Jesus. Well, I got a little, a little handout. You should have received one if you didn't. Little Jan will see that you, that you get one. I'm just thinking tonight about God's goodness and his faithfulness. Today was my father's 93rd birthday. <laughs> and uh, I was just thinking about that as we were worshiping the Lord. Do you know the week, the day that we arrived in Erie, back in 1981, <laughs> um, we got back to Erie. First thing we, well, we had stopped in Erie and scouted the area out. And we're at Cassidy's campground. And then we went up to Maine. We hadn't been back home for two years. Oklahoma was a long way away. <laughs> and, uh, but we went back, and the day we returned to Erie, <clears throat> didn't have cell phones, so we found a phone booth, and we called, and uh, the news was my father had just had a heart attack. Yeah. Yeah, he, and, you know, of course, the devil said, well, you know, you're, you're the cause of it. <laughs> all this stuff, you know. Well, I'm just telling you, you know. But anyway, you know, the good news is my dad's 95, no, 93 today. Hallelujah. You know, isn't God good? God is good. He is so faithful. So we thank God for that. And we thank God for all of our testimonies because we all have testimonies, things that the Lord has done in our lives. And uh, it's good to share those. You know, the Bible says we ought to exhort each other and so much the more as the day approaches. So that kind of tells me about today, the day, you know, so much the more we need to be doing that even more in this day in which we live. Praise God. So we do have some prayer requests. And so we're going to, just set ourselves in agreement with these requests. We have requests for people to find employment. We have requests for people believing God for healing. Uh, we have business requests for uh, increased business. And uh, so let's just thank God. Amen. The Bible says, in everything by thanksgiving and, or, uh, and prayer, in supplication and thanksgiving with, well, anyway, it's some, right along that line. It's, <laughs> yeah. You give it with thanksgiving. Amen. So, Father, we just come before you right now in Jesus' name. And, Lord, we, we are so grateful. We are so grateful that you beckon us into your very throne of grace to find grace to help, Father. And Father, these requests are heartfelt 
request, Lord, for your intervention in our lives, Father. Your word says that you are easily touched with the things that concern us, so there's no detail too small, nothing that is not of significance, and nothing that, Lord, you are not uh, desirous to move on our behalf. So, Father, we, we lift these requests up to you. Father, we thank you tonight, Father, for your healing, grace, and mercy. Thank you. You are the Lord that heals us. Yes. Father, thank you. Andy just shared with us tonight, Father, Scripture, that, Father, you delight in our prosperity and, Father, increase. And so, Father, we, we thank you for these requests. Father, we pray for our church family overall, Father, for every specific need, Father. Thank you, Father, for our children, that your hand is upon their lives, Father. Thank you for protection, Father. Father, we lift up our nation to you in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. And so, Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for godly men and women in positions of leadership. Father, thank you that you are at the helm uh, directing the course. And so, Father, thank you that we can do our part in prayer. And we thank you now and we give you thanks for all of these things in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. So tonight I have a, a handout. You should have received a handout. And I've shared with you that what I've been doing of late is just sharing some of the things that I get in my own personal study and devotion time. And um, so what I want to share with you this evening is, uh, let me kind of give you a little background on how I, how I landed on this. I've been reading through the book of Acts, and I noted that Pastor Jason said on Sunday he's been doing the same, so that's good. But I noticed uh, in reading through the book of Acts, the Apostle Paul, uh, many times when he'd stand, you know, he had to stand in, in the defense of his faith, and he would say, well, you know, I'm standing uh, because of the hope of the resurrection. And that was a major theme. And so it took me over to here in Hebrews chapter 6. In Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 1 and 2, I'm going to begin there this evening because I want to talk about what I've called these six foundation stones, six foundational principles that they are, from, from what the Bible says, these are kind of, now Jan here taught elementary school for... 35 years. Now, how could that be? Because you're not barely that old. So you started real young, right? <clears throat> but, you know, you start off uh, in school with the basics, whatever it is. You know, you start with, with the elementary things, and then you kind of move up. And the Bible speaks of these as being elementary or foundational or fundamental uh, principles in our faith walk. But as I reviewed these and looked at them, I thought, man, this is supposed to be elementary, elemental kinds of stuff, but I bet 
there's a ton of Christians that know nothing at all about these particular subjects. And so, um, so I'd like to just kind of review these. Um, and uh, I want to begin here with the, the text that we're, we're launching from in Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 1 and 2. And we have it up on the overhead. Oh, I didn't do my, this is my Bible. Oh my goodness, hold up your Bible, all right? All right, this is my Bible. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. Tonight my mind is alert. Tonight my mind is alert. My heart is open. My heart is open. I'm ready to receive, ready to receive the, incorruptible, the incorruptible, unchangeable, unchangeable powerful, 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 ever living, ever living word, of God, word of God. Having heard God's word, I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right, now we're ready. So Hebrews chapter 6. And verse 1 and 2, if we can get that back up, it says, Therefore, leaving the discussion of elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection. And that word uh, perfection, it literally means maturity. It means let us go on to maturity. So it, it's referring to these six areas that we're going to look at is being like this is this is beginning this is elementary this is kindergarten grade one or two Um, let us go on to maturity not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God of the doctrine of baptisms uh, notice it's plural of laying on of hands, of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. He says, and this we will do if God permits. So he he talks about these foundation areas. And then if we go back, just preceding, because you know that chapter and uh, verses were not in the original writing, these were added subsequent to help us so that, you know, us pastors can get up and say to turn to, you know, what book or whatever, you know. But uh, <clears throat> look what he says here in verse uh, 11 through 14 of the preceding chapter, chapter 12. He says, of whom... Um, Oh, you're in, we're in verse 11, okay. Of whom we have much to say and hard to explain since you have become dull of hearing. Wow. <laughs> yeah, ouch, huh? I mean, I don't want to fall into that category. You know, he's saying there's, there's some things that, uh, that God wants to get across to us, some things he wants us to, to receive, but... If we're dull of hearing, we're going to miss it. And so then he says in verse 12, for though by this time you ought to be teachers. Wow. 
And he says, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. So he's saying, you know, the, the natural progression uh, for every believer ought to be spiritual growth, greater growth and understanding, and even to the point where we're able to help and explain and teach other people. Uh, but, he, but he says here that uh, uh, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God, and you have become in, uh, to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to determine or to discern both good and evil. So, man, that's a, that's a pretty powerful statement that he's, that he's making here. And what he's saying is, <clears throat> actually, some of these things that we're going to look at here are just the milk. They're, they're elementary. They're fundamental. They're just the basic, the basic uh, starting blocks. And again, as I looked at this and I thought of some of these, I thought, man, this is just, you know, a lot of folks... Because we're gonna, you know, we're not gonna look at all of these this evening. Uh, the six that he lists, and they're on your sheet: repentance from dead works, faith toward God, the doctrine of baptisms, the doctrine of baptisms. So, <clears throat> excuse me. You know, there's more than one baptism, and and the word, and we'll we'll look at that again when we get to it. But thank God for water baptism, right? Thank God for water baptism. Thank God for the baptism in the Holy Spirit. A lot of people say, we've not heard of any baptism in the Holy Spirit. And yet he's just saying, this is just elementary, fundamental kinds of stuff. It really grieves my heart when I see so much uh, you know, of the church world, good brethren, people that love God, but they've never learned about the Holy Spirit. They never received uh, the gift of, and they've been taught, you know, that uh, there's only one baptism, because the Bible says there's one faith, one baptism. And he's talking there about our immersion into the body of Christ. But yet the Bible tells us here there's the doctrine of bap baptisms. So, um, Laying on of hands. I'm glad that we're a church that practices the laying on of hands. You know, Jesus says, they shall lay hands on the sick. Somebody says, well, we don't do that here. Well, I mean, what's the word of God have to say? To me, to me, this is our, you know, this is our operator's manual, amen? It's this, it's this, that's exactly right. Laying on of resurrection of the dead, the resurrection of the dead. That kind of got me excited when I looked at that because 
You know, Paul, Paul, <laughs> amen. But, you know, Paul said many times, I'm, I'm standing here in hope of the resurrection. And, and isn't that good to have that, that, uh, that anchor in your heart, you know? I mean, we're going to live forever. Glory be to God. Amen. And uh, so doctrine of resurrection and eternal judgment, that ought to make each and every one of us you know, that ought to fuel our tanks to tell other people about, about Jesus. So he says, let us go on to perfection. And again, we said that word perfection means full, it means maturity. But it's, let's grow, you know, grow up. And I, I looked at some other I looked at the actual meaning of that word perfection and cease to remain in babyhood state. Don't cast down or destroy the foundation laid. So he's saying, you know what? Build upon that foundation. Build upon that foundation. And so we need to understand and know these foundational principles. So we're going to look at Tonight at the first one, which is repentance from dead works. Repentance from dead works. <clears throat> and um, Matthew chapter 4 and verse 17, it says, Jesus, as he began his ministry, it says, from that time, Jesus began uh, to preach and to say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And so, you know, Jesus preached repentance. He preached a, a, a gospel of repentance. And that word repent is found uh, 110 times between Genesis and Revelation. So repent, and I looked up, there's more than one word that in the Greek that is translated as repent. And uh, I've always found it interesting because when it talks about Judas repented, it's not a word that meant a heart change. It just, it's a different word and it means, man, he was just disappointed that he made bad choices. But there wasn't a real heart change that happened in his life. But the word repent, looking up the four or five different words, it means to sigh, breathe strongly, to be sorry, to turn back, to regret, to have compassion. You know how at times we see in the Old Testament where God repented? Okay? Well, it's not that, oh, God said, oh, I, boy, I made a mistake. No, he, he had compassion. Um, to change the mind for the better morally, to change the attitude uh, toward sin. So, but what this is saying here, it's repentance from, uh, from dead works. Repentance from dead works. And dead works are works that stem from your old self, your old nature. Uh, Hebrews 9, just go forward here with me. Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 4. Oh, we've got it. That's right. 
I brought the, the assist here tonight. So um, Hebrews 9.14 says this. It says, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. So when we talk about repenting from dead works, it's turning around from that old mindset many of us had that, you know, if I can just do enough works on my own, I'll earn my way into heaven. You know, this verse tells us here that here we're talking about Jesus and I don't think we talk enough about the blood of Jesus of late. I don't think we talk enough about the blood of Jesus uh, because the blood of Jesus is so powerful. It is so, so powerful. And a, lot of, a lot of our old-time songs used to talk about the blood. And I heard one, I heard one just last week, man, and it just something just kind of, yeah, it just took hold of me, you know? And because we don't, we don't. Um, but, but when you think about the 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 work of Jesus that He did, and that He shed His blood, and it took the spotless blood of the Son of God to cleanse us from sin. How much more shall uh, shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered Himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works? In other words put you in a position where you realize, you know, it's not absolutely none of my merits. Amen. And so, so the idea that somehow uh, God's going to take a liking to me because of, my, because of my good works or whatever, it totally eliminates that. And, and so when we talk, about, we talk about dead works, we're talking about works stemming from from our old from our old nature, and so Ephesians chapter two, and verse one through ten talks about uh, what has happened on the inside of us. And you, He made alive who were dead in trespass and sins. That's why anything that we would try to merit because of our own. Uh, activity or action, you know, didn't count, doesn't count, because we were dead in sin. How are we going to produce anything of merit? But he made us alive, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. And uh, so that's, you know, Satan was our Lord. He was our Lord, you know, by, by default. Among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature, and were by nature children of wrath just as others. But God, man, I always like that when I get to that. I mean, we were, we were locked into this because we were dead in sin. And, uh, you know, as you study out the epistles here and as you study out the New Testament and you realize that is the state 
of humanity outside of a relationship with Christ, uh, you realize, you know, we're not going to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. You know, we're not going to, we're not going to, we're not going to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. We're not going to produce good works when we're in a dead state. It, it's it's, it's going to take a, a spiritual transformation. And thank God, God's provided that for that to happen. And I love this, you get to verse 4, but God. But God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us. Aren't you glad God loves us? He's a God of love. Even when we were dead in trespass, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. And raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Glory be to God. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourself. It is the gift of God not of works, not of works. So there again, going back to what we're talking about, the fundamental, foundational thing, repenting from dead works. I, I think one of the greatest gifts that I ever received was my conversion experience, where I had a very dramatic, life-changing conversion experience. I knew I was lost. I mean... I, I knew I was lost. I knew I had no leg to stand on. I, I mean, I, I knew I was guilty. And, I mean, it was like, it was like you know, I, I thank God for that kind of an awareness that he gave me. And I think every person, for, for true new birth experience, you've got to know that you're truly lost, you know. You've got, to know that you're, you've got to know that you're lost. I think a lot of times, well, just say this. Well, help people understand, you know, their state and their need for Jesus. It's not just saying words. You have to say words that, that come from your heart. And, and uh, so every one of us, you know, have a different testimony, have a different story. But I think the thing that's important and again, going to what we're talking about here when he says repenting from dead works. If you know that you didn't have a leg to stand on and that you are totally dependent from day one on the grace of God, you know, that's, that's the only place that you can really begin a walk of faith, you know, an on, a consistent walk of faith. And, and so... It's not of works, lest anyone should boast. And then verse 10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. Isn't that that awful? We're talking about repenting from dead works. Repenting from dead works. But that doesn't mean we don't do anything. It means that we're created for, for good works. For fruitful. For fruitful labor. You know, your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Amen. Amen? And 
Of course, the next one after this, keep that there, is faith toward God. That's why it's so important to learn how to walk in faith, learn how to trust God, so that I'm producing good works. I'm producing fruitful works. You know, I'm, I'm producing eternal, eternal works. And we, we always have that confidence. That's why serving the Lord is so, so vital and important. And um, because the, our life, the overflow of our life, are the, are the good works that are being produced in faith. And God prepared beforehand that we should, we should walk in them. So uh, dead works stem when he talks here about repenting from dead works, that's works stemming from our old nature, our old mindset. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this and maybe God will, uh, you know, take a liking to me because I'll do this or whatever. I remember I shared it in our book right here. We had a table set up in here. And when we were completing the architectural design work for the add-on of the building. Our architect, Joe, good man, he, 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 uh, he loved God, but he'd never been born again. He grew up as a Roman Catholic, and um, every, time, every time we'd have a meeting, he'd throw in some little caveat, you know, some little benefit, and, he'd, and then he'd say, well, you know, you got to do every little thing counts, you know. And it was like, it just every time he'd say that, I mean, I appreciate it and I could tell his heart, but it's like it was just rubbing me the wrong way. It's like, Joe. I, and so this is the last day of our meeting. This is our last meeting. We're in here. We're wrapping things up. And he threw something in. Joe said, well, you know, got to do everything you can to make sure you make it into heaven. I said to him, Joe, I said, when we're done, can I have about five minutes of your time? I just would like to share with you. He said, absolutely. And so I, we sat down, just he and I, right over here. I said, Joe, have you ever heard the gospel? He said, no, I never have. I said, well, let me share with you the gospel. So I shared the gospel, you know, that um, by, by grace are you saved, not of yourself, it's a gift, not of works. I said, have you ever heard that before? He said, never. I've never heard it. It's a guy been in church his whole life. Never heard that before. And so I shared with him the gospel. Shared the gospel message with him. And, and, and when I was done, I said, Joe, would you like to receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior? He said, absolutely. I said, well, let's pray. So I led him in a prayer to receive Jesus. And as soon as he as soon as he said amen, he went. I thought, oh my God, you know what's going on? I thought, you know. He grabbed his chest. He said, something just happened in here. And, then, and you know, I'm thinking, well, what happened? You know, he said, something just happened in here. And then I, I realized, my God, this is the most dramatic, you know, evidence of somebody receiving eternal life, you know. I said, well, you just got born again. You just got born again. And uh, what a, and Joe, and he passed away about like two years after that. 
And thank God Joe's in heaven, for sure. It's not of works. It's not of works. And, uh, and God has recreated us to do good works, fruitful, fruitful work. Ephesians 4.24. <clears throat> Ephesians 4. And you... And that, you put, or, and that you put on the new man, the new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Pastor Jason was talking about, uh, I don't know if it was, might have been this, this same scripture on Sunday, talking about taking off the old and putting on the new, putting on the new man. That you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. I mean, that puts us in a, in a position where, you know, Jesus said, I'm the vine, you're the branches, we're connected together. Without me, you can do nothing. He's saying the same thing. He's saying, you know, without me, trying to do it on your own, that's going to just produce dead works. You know, uh, but when we have that vital connection, uh, the new man is, is created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Um, Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 and 17. Galatians 5, 16 and 17. I say then, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lust against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that, that you wish. So we're talking here about repenting from dead works. Now I've heard people saying of late, we don't ever have to repent now that we're born again. And I don't know where people come up with this stuff. But, you know, but, you know, uh, the Bible says there's, a, there's this ongoing uh, conflict. The spirit of God and the flesh. The spirit and the flesh. And I don't know about you, but I've caught myself and having to say, wait a minute, <laughs> that's not who I am. Forgive me, Lord. I don't, and, and I don't know where people come up with, well, you don't ever have to repent. I, I understand we're a new creature in Christ Jesus, but we're still living in this old flesh body, right? We're still living in the flesh. And uh, so... Uh, the Bible here talks about this, this song. Thank God we do have the victory, but I know in my own personal Christian walk, it's been a, a gradual progression of growth. We started off, you know, let's go on. Let's not stay there in elementary things. Let's not stay there as a child. But, uh, you know, I'm still not in uh, ultra graduate school. There's more for me to learn, right? This, you know, I've had, to, I've had to go back and say, you know what, I was wrong in my thinking. 
So for me to say, well, you know, I don't ever have to repent, I mean, I don't understand that. To me, it's healthy to say I was wrong, right? To me, it's healthy and it's safe. And it's safe to say I was wrong. And uh, uh, so this is why Galatians 5 talks about, uh, you know, this, this, this tug of war, so to speak, and thank God we're growing, we're learning, we're, we're becoming more mature, we're learning how to walk in light of, of who we now are. But I don't, I don't think uh, repenting or acknowledging that I, that I was wrong or I missed it, I think it's a healthy and it's a safe thing uh, to be able to do. Here's what Jesus said in Matthew 16 and verse 17 and 18. Matthew 16. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And you know, Jesus said this to him in response to Jesus saying, who do men say that I am? And Peter was the one that got it. You know, everyone else was looking at Jesus and they said, well, some say you're John the Baptist. Some say you're Elijah. He said, but who do you say? Peter saw beyond all the outward and he saw based on revealed knowledge that this carpenter from Nazareth is much more than that. He is the Son of God. This had, Jesus said, man, this was revealed to you. And so God is always revealing stuff to us. God is, is, is teaching us. Amen? The, it's, the Bible says in the book of Hebrews, as if you, has, you've been taught by him, he's always teaching us stuff. Uh, we're always growing. We're always maturing. And based on that, I think it's a healthy thing to be able for us to say, well, you know what? I was wrong. Uh, just two more scriptures, and, and we'll wrap it up here. Uh, Proverbs 6.23. For the commandment is a lamp, and the law is light, is a light, and reproofs of instruction are the way of life. It's a way of life. The commandment is a lamp, and the law is a light, and reproofs of instruction are the way of life. So God wants us to continually be uh, in a growth mode, and for us to grow and mature, I think we have to be willing to say, well, you know what? I, uh, I was wrong. <laughs> and, and uh, of course, in Romans 12, 1 and 2, and we'll finish up with that, it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. To me, that's, a, that's an ongoing dynamic process, the renewing of the mind. 
When I renew my mind, I say, well, you know, this is what I thought. This is the way I was thinking before, but I, but I was wrong. I was wrong. So uh, that you may prove what is the good and the acceptable and the perfect will of God. So the first one that we, look, we looked at this evening is repentance from dead works. Dead works. Learning that uh, as, we, as we follow the Holy Spirit's leadership in our life, and to me that's the most important thing, being led by the Holy Spirit, right? Because if you follow the Holy Spirit's leading and promptings, he will always lead you in fruitful paths. He will lead you in paths you know, that, that, will, that will teach you and instruct you. I mean, he's always, he's the teacher. Praise God. And so, thank God. Thank God we no longer are stuck with dead works. We can produce fruit. I want to just, anyone have any, you know, I haven't done this for a while, but anyone have any, any thoughts or things? Okay. <laughs> so some examples of dead works would be me thinking that, um, you know, if I just recycle, God will be happy. Or if I, um, you know, I'm going to read my Bible every single day, God will be happy. Um, I'm going to be nice to everybody. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to stop swearing. <laughs> Good to, idea. No, but that's exa- that's perfect. That these are some examples of Absolutely. That people might say. So Absolutely. Absolutely. Say, you know. If I, if I stop I doing that, God will love me. You know, God will be good to me if I if I do this or if I do that. Right. You know, and if I don't, then then he won't. Yeah. And you know what? God's good to us even when we're undeserving. Yes. That's the thing that just kind of blows people's mind, you know. Because they think God's grading me on this, on this curve, and he, God's good all the time. So that's good. That's, that's a good, uh, good thought, Erica. All right. Well, let's just stand and let's lift our hands toward heaven. And um, I'm not sure if I'll be here next week, but at some point I'm going to get through all of these. Because it's good to get through uh, repenting from dead works because then we get to faith toward God. Right. Amen. Amen. The just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Father, we lift our hands to you tonight and we are so grateful that, Lord, you have taken us out from a pit Lord, you have translated us from the kingdom of darkness. And Lord, we are in the kingdom of your dear son. Now, Lord, thank you for teaching us. Thank you, Lord, for showing us how to operate. How to operate in your kingdom. It is completely contrary to the way the world tries to mold our thinking and our minds, but Lord, you said if you continue 
in my word. You'll be my disciples indeed, and you'll know the truth, and the truth will liberate you. It'll set you free. Now, Father, we are so grateful tonight that you love us as a father. And we're so grateful tonight, Lord, that we don't have to produce anything, Lord, for you to love us. Thank you, thank you, Father. You love us because of Jesus, because of what Jesus has done. We can't earn that love. We can only receive it. And so, Lord, we bless you tonight. We praise you tonight. We honor you tonight. Thank you for teaching us, Holy Spirit. Thank you for the greater one who lives on the inside of us and leads and guides us. Oh, we bless you, Lord. We bless you. Shedele basi kalamahasoka. Lenge di sombrenge del blando shikadale imra. Eje bene kolo bosuteleva. Eje kole masun dele babasi ke telebe. Ele mrunge dele basi kandele basaka. Ende gonlama masikande. Shikande. Ese ke nane ne masukanane sekata. Ele babalabasuke. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you that we are your sheep and we hear your voice. Thank you, you direct us by your inner word, by the voice of the great Holy Spirit on the inside of us. Thank you that we're your sheep and we'll walk in light of your precious work. We give you the praise and all the glory. Now, has anyone come this evening and you have a physical need in your body? Anyone? The Bible says they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Well, glory be to God. This is a healing church. <laughs> all right. Well, Father, I speak life over every person here tonight. Thank you, Lord. With long life, you satisfy us. And thank you, you bore our sickness and our disease. And by the stripes laid upon Jesus, we were and therefore we are healed. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Love you. And if anyone is sowing seed... I declare it's blessed, gift and giver-alike in Jesus' name. Thank you for being a part of today's Faith Communications broadcast of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. If you do not currently have a church home, you are invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. Erie Christian Fellowship is located at 5900 Saratania Road, directly across from the Walnut Creek Middle School. You'll find us on the web at www.ecfchurch.org where you may sign up to receive our monthly faith communications newsletter. Again, thanks for joining us today. And always remember 2 Corinthians 5-7 that declares, For we walk by faith, not by sight.